sir. Wrong! I won't allow it! You need to be better! No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 83 of This Is Not Acceptable. I am your host, Brendan McGurk. And I'm Steve Jones, and I write it. And I don't leave the house anymore, ever. Uh, how's your journaling going, by the way? Uh, about 115 pages in. Haven't missed a day. Holy shit. Haven't missed a day. That's pretty insane. Yeah. Thank you. I am pretty well, insane. congratulations. Yeah. I got to wonder. Are you gonna- I, yeah, I was going to wonder like, whether I'm going to keep going after... I'm the last per human alive. <laughs> I was gonna say I was, I was gonna ask if you're gonna do it when this is all done, but we have a very different outlook on how this is gonna end. So <laughs> that's fine. I don't know. Like I have I got like a decent sized journal. I told you I got like one of those really big um moleskins, like a lot of pages. Uh yeah. so I'm not, I'm barely a quarter of the way through it. Now hopefully this doesn't last to the point where I get have to think about it. But the other day I was like, what if I have to get another notebook to keep this going? That would be horrible because that would mean that this is like going to last the rest of the year and that's not something i can mentally process right now nor do i want to okay how come how come you didn't journal you bastard me uh because i try to do so many things and then none of them get done oh you know how that goes steve uh yes uh as per uh, episode 81 just getting that was, uh, uploaded that wasn't your fault that was because the covid conspires against us to make recording remotely very difficult and uh, full of occupational hazards well and if people don't like it what are they gonna do stop listening no one listens <laughs> that's a great point so you can't threaten me <laughs> hey brendan hey steven who are you jealous of this week uh, Fred Schneider, because uh, I love the B-52s. No, uh, I am jealous. You pick the same one every week. <laughs> I am jealous of Richard McGuire. It's Jerry. <laughs> Show me the tropical paradise. Okay. Show me the cure for the virus. <laughs> There's a man by, like I said, the name of Richard McGuire, who is banned from... Walt Disney World. That's why you're jealous of? No, I'm jealous of him for the reason he got banned. Okay, go on. Uh, He was caught camping inside of Disney's Discovery Island, Mm -hmm. which was like a zoological um, resort before Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And it's been closed since 1999, but it's still like there's the infrastructure is there. It's still Disney World. Um. And so I guess the other day, uh, the security for Disney World called the Orange County uh, deputies because they thought someone was there. So the deputy was like, mobilize. We have nothing better to do. So people were searching on foot, by boat, and by fucking helicopter. They're all looking for this guy. Um, And they finally... It seems like overkill. uh, Well, you know... What else you got to do in or- or Orange County? Florida? They're like, John, you know? John, the helicopter driver is down at the beach. Get him. He loves this mm-hmm. shit. And he's like, I've, I've always wanted to do this. Do you think that, uh, do you think that it's necessary to use the helicopter and the boat to find this one guy? Well, you can't land the helicopter. Oh, he landed on the boat. Good point. 
Yeah. Uh, it was a U-boat, actually. So that makes it all the more crazy. Wow. Yeah, it was a Nazi U-boat. <laughs> Repurposed after the war. <laughs> this guy took the Lusitania to get to, uh, <laughs> to, to, get to Discovery Island. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they finally found him, and they're like, hey, buddy, we've been shouting at you through a loudspeaker this whole time. Why haven't you responded? And he's like, oh, sorry, I was asleep in a building. <laughs> I was sleeping in. Uh, his his defense was, uh, I wasn't aware that this property was off limits, but obviously it's a fucking Walt Disney Resort. There's buildings and shit. Also, side note, it has been closed since 1999. Which, I don't want to get scientific on you. That predates COVID-19. Uh, well, not if you look at the back of Clorox bottles. It's been a while forever. And it's the same as the, the regular flu and fine flu was worse. We'll, we'll get to that. Sorry. We'll get to that later. Sorry, I just had a stroke. What's up? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is it's a great little story. Don't camp on private property. Especially Disney World. Although, do you know how sick it would be? It's literally Swiss Family Robinson. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Robinson Crusoe was like one of the first books that I read like a second time because I was like, this is fucking awesome. I don't know what half these words mean because this is over my head, but the concept is crazy good. Yeah. I was like, they should make, a, you they should make a board game out of this. <laughs> yeah, and that's how Yahtzee was made. Yeah. Sorry, Candyland. That's true. That's accurate. Who are you jealous of, Steve? I'm jealous of Felicity Huffman because despite she has overcome all the odds, all the setbacks, all the things that the world and society has put in her place as uh, a rich actress. And her daughter, her eldest daughter, uh, is getting a second chance at college uh, despite Huffman uh, paying $15,000 to have Sophia Macy's SAT scores boosted and spending 11 mu days in jail. Oh, she's she she powered through it. And she is now the proud mama of a girl who is going to Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh. Um, she was the one that basically uh, Huffman had to you know, spend all this time in jail uh, and had to write this just gut-wrenching apology letter uh, about uh, when she paid to have her SAT scores bumped. So uh, Macy, daughter also of uh, actor William H. Missy, had to take the SATs again uh, and got into Carnegie Mellon. Um, and she had said in the letter, Huffman had said that when her daughter, that her daughter looked at me and she asked with st tears streaming down her face, why don't you believe me? Why don't you think I can do it on my own? And I had no adequate answer for her. All I could say was, I am sorry. And also, all she could say was, do you think you've ever taken a test in your life that you, <laughs> you got by on your own merit? I have paid so much more than $15,000. You stupid, stupid child. I Glass shattered. She's like, Flashbacks. She's, she's like, Bob, you bumped my SAT from 1400 to 1500 And she was like, what? Is that what you think? <laughs> I bumped her from 600. You stupid, stupid girl. Also, what was um, your SAT score? Do you know it? I don't remember. God, I want to say like maybe in the 1250 area. I don't know. Uh, it was many, many, many years ago. Do they? Yeah. I don't even know if they still have the same test. Uh, ours, we had to. Well, uh, 
we had to arrange all they had for materials was we had to arrange rocks and patterns and we had to stitch <laughs> our own clothes. Um, we had to prove we could use a, uh, a rotary telephone. It was great. What'd you get? Nice. Uh, I got a 1480. Really? Yeah. Huh. Maybe mine was higher then. I don't know. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I want to congratulate Huffman because um, coincidentally, the same day that uh, school starts, she and the family will be there for the unveiling of the of uh, Carnegie Mellon's new Helicity Huffman Performing Arts Center, which is nice. totally unrelated, but I think that it's going to be a good, it'll be a fun, exciting time for her while she's there. Yeah, of course. Totally randomly. Yep. Uh, so crime does pay depending on who you are. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I would say generally, uh, why couldn't your parents have been like famous and wealthy? Like you would have zoomed through Brockport and had no college debt. Yeah, for sure. Why didn't you just do that? Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, probably look into it. <laughs> Full house. More like. So there's a piece of the moon for sale. Uh, we're going to London, England. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Bro, what's she got? We're going in the tube. The tube. Christie's auction house. Right? N- a cheeky Nando's. Anything else? Are we done? Okay. Uh, Let's talk normal. Uh, there's a piece of the moon. Uh, on sale for two million pounds, which is hundred, which is American. crazy heavy. <laughs> Here's I'm getting a lot of mixed signals on this. So if you keep reading, yeah. Uh, so a piece of the moon weighing under thirty pounds. Wait, what? I thought it was over two million. Two million thirty. I don't. I'm not paying more than twenty nine ninety nine for this thing. I'm American. I don't know anything. How many yen is this? Yeah, that's my touchstone. That's where I know. <laughs> I'm like pretty into the markets. If you would imagine, you know, you could probably understand that I'm like really tied into the daily evolution of the currency markets. Oh, I'm not tied into the markets. I'm just uh, a big uh, like uh, uh, like I'm a Japanophile. Uh, oh, I- I'm tied into the markets in that I'm afraid I'm going to run out of meat in my freezer. So I was tied into price chopper last week. Yeah, I'm not really liquid right now. Okay, <laughs> if I if 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 I run out of stuff, if I run out of meat in my diet, I'm going to become liquid real quick. <laughs> uh, so a piece of the moon weighing under thirty pounds, which is very vague. Which you could just said ex- two what, two stone. Uh, <laughs> one stone weighing two stone from the moon in it. <laughs> Uh, was probably struck off the surface by a, uh, of the moon by a collision of an asteroid or comet and then landed in the Sahara Desert. Mm-hmm. And it is now being uh, auctioned off at Christie's, um, which is a, a very famous, well-known um, auction house where they sell a lot of art and, and, and expensive stuff. Uh, the piece known as NWA 12691. You know what that stands for? Um, yeah, okay. I do. Okay. But I can't say. <laughs> yeah. Um, known as. Um, well, it's crazy. This is fresh off the block. Um, it's a crazy moon rock called Ice Cube. Okay. Um, bars. Um, the rock is the size of a football. Which is, of course, a soccer ball. 
in yen. Yes. Yes. In uh, the translation. They said it was the uh, fifth largest piece of the moon ever found on Earth, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, right behind the fourth biggest, which is the last time you mooned me. Got you. <laughs> Eat my ass. We'll get to that, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, apparently this is uh, here's a quote from James Hislop, which is Christie's out of science. He said, it's an order of magnitude larger than any other lunar moon right wave sold. All previous examples would have been available, able to fit in your hand, but this is 10 times bigger. Um, like many meteorites found on Earth, it was found in the Sahara by an anonymous finder after traveling 240,000 miles from the moon to Earth. Yes, I found it on this human planet. I I did not I it was not me who traveled 240 miles. They were talking about the rock. I'm I'm sorry. Should listeners of the show know who you are? Uh, no, no, they should not. Okay, stay tuned. Sorry. Stay tuned in a week or two for the uh, <laughs> the complete tale of the downfall of Demon Lord Ejaculatus Volumina. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is cool. I'm jealous. This is the second jealousy of. Uh, one, the person who gets to own this, and two, the person uh, who just made a lot of money because <laughs> they found it in the desert. I just walking around the Sahara. Like, like you do. What I figured, like all the other times, this would just be a soul-searching time for me to get out, get active, and then a moon rock fell on me, and I made 30 or 2 million pounds. A Brazilian tourist... Who hiked to the abandoned bus in Alaska made famous by the film Into the Wild has been rescued after running out of food. The Alaska State Troopers the Alaska State Troopers discovered a man near his campsite at the infamous Magic Bus just outside the Denali National Park. The tourist, who has been named as 26-year-old Gabriel Diaz da Silva, or as Brendan would call I'm sorry, what? Uh, uh, Gabriel Diaz da Silva. Activated his emergency beacon from Star Trek and was rescued by a trooper helicopter (laughs) on Thursday, piloted by a trooper John from Florida, who's having the greatest week of his life. It's fucking awesome, man. First I found this guy at Disney, then he sent me up to Alaska. I found this guy from Brazil. Oh my god, I can't believe for someone else to need a helicopter in these trying times. John, go back to the beach. All right, man. <laughs> so, uh, De Silva, which is then immediately spelled wrong in this story by the Daily Mail, uh, has been able to had been able to cross the river on the way to the bus, where American hiker Christopher McCandless died of starvation in 1992. But conditions had worsened when he tried to return. That is De Silva, not the dead McCandless. Here's a here's a quote from uh, a trooper spokeswoman, uh, Megan Peters. She said, um, "The river was open and raging. Apparently, when he headed." Uh, about a week ago, ice bridges were up, but it, uh, they were dissolved by rain on your wedding day. <laughs> he got a free ride in a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think the irony of uh, someone getting stranded and run out of food on a pilgrimage to a bus where someone died and getting stranded and running out of food. He's like, is lost. He's like, it. I'm going to go to the bus. I mean, what are the chances, right? Like, already happened to him. I mean, like, I'm going to take some stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll take all these things that have, like, pr- are, have ex- expiration dates pretty soon. But, like, 
you know, I'll just get through them. Well, the problem was when he got there, he poured some out for the homie. Oh yeah, yeah. They're like, <laughs> not too much, motherfucker. You gotta, t- yeah. gotta, you gotta stick to the plan. You poured out two right. days worth of rations. You guys have all seen Into the Wild, right? Or heard of it or read the book. It's a guy who was, was a free spirit and then he died because he was uh, more free spirited than, so um, than, than uh, a planned organized spirit. Uh, they should have sent a helicopter for him. Kina, 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 Kina. There is a town in Sweden called Lund, which is a university town. <clears throat> and they're planning something pretty big for a, a holiday <laughs> uh there's a a, a a traditional celebration uh to mark walpurgis night yep uh, i don't know what that it's means, when you buy stuff at walmart make wall purchases oh okay i was gonna say it's when actually walmart throws out all their stuff yep. so you get it for free because they're purging yep. so they go inside um, your house and kill you but anyway walpurgis night uh usually has like sporadic uh, exciting like uh, revelry throughout the town you know people uh, uh, they they call them spontaneous uh, celebrations even though they happen on this one day every year mm-hmm. so not that spontaneous it's like a bonfire on your wedding day <laughs> um, and obviously with the coronavirus they uh, uh, they would like to deter everyone collecting in public right because sweden, um because sweden is not like super strict on like just lockdowns like they aren't banning large gatherings they're just saying hey don't do that shit they're like uh i think we are a little bit more uh 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 evolved as a people to be worried about such draconian laws so <laughs> you know just do your <laughs> best maybe everyone could just stay inside <laughs> um so, since there are no laws and since they can't ban these celebrations, there are what no they're laws. doing <laughs> in Sweden, uh, we have evolved past the point of laws. <laughs> maybe, maybe just stay inside with your laws. <laughs> uh, uh, what they're doing to deter people is uh, they're just dumping uh, chicken shit in the park. Where a literal ton of chicken shit. To deter people from congregating there, because you know what, chicken shit smells bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was, here's a quote. I thought it was a ton of people who are storming the state house in Michigan because those guys are chicken <laughs> shit. <laughs> Got him. Uh, here is a quote from the chairman of the local council's uh, environment committee, Gustav Lundblad, <laughs> which is great. Uh, we get the opportunity to fertilize the lawn. And at the same time, it will stink, so it may not be so nice to sit and drink beer in the park. <laughs> they put uh, up with a lot to drink beer in the park, then, if he thinks they might not. I know. Uh, oh, and here is, uh, he, you know, he's, he's thought of everything. Yep. And here's a potential downside. Uh, he said, uh, the only potential drawback was that the smell may not be confined to the park. I'm not a fertilizer expert, as he says, but I understand it. Uh, it is clear it might smell a bit outside of the park as well. These are chicken droppings, after all. I cannot guarantee that the rest of the park will be odorless, but the point is to keep people out of the park. So he is their science. So, He's also their science weird. minister, because that is yeah, a high exactly. level of understanding of how smell works. 
He also suggested maybe injecting the chicken shit to cure the virus. Maybe a uh, ultraviolet <clears throat> chicken shit or a very powerful chicken shit could be put yeah. directly into the lungs. Yeah, either one. Man, the, ch- could work. the chicken shit companies are going to field so many calls. This is kind of like the story we did, what, last week about them dumping uh, dirt in the yeah, park? Sand into the into the skate park. Um, I don't think any like rad BMXers are going to still drive through the chicken <laughs> shit, though. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be pretty rad. Those guys don't give a fuck, man. No, they don't. They're badasses. I'll, dude, I'll jump that chicken shit. Kina, 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 Kina. A lot of people are stir-crazy because of having to be stuck in their houses. Um, we're also talking about like meat shortages because uh, meat processing plants just continue to get hammered by outbreaks of COVID-19. Uh, but um, Alex Jones, no relation, uh, has figured out a way to fight this, and it is cannibalism. Um, on his show Infowars, which is a documentary series, uh, earlier this <laughs> week he said, I'll admit it, I'll eat my neighbors. Uh, first of all, I saw a thing on Twitter where someone set this whole rant to uh, to Freeform Jazz. It was amazing. Oh, nice. Uh, maybe you can put in a little music. Maybe you can put in the, a little audio from it uh, in post. I will eat my neighbors. I'm not letting my kids die. But I'm literally looking at my neighbors now and going, I'm ready to hang them up and gut them and skin them and chop them up. I'll eat my neighbors. I'll eat your ass. I will. I'll admit it. I'll eat my neighbors, he said, predicting a dystopian future plagued by food shortage. I won't have to wait. I won't have to for a few years because I got food and stuff. But I'm literally looking at my neighbor now and going, I'm ready to hang them up, gut them, and skin them. My daughters aren't starving to death. I will eat my neighbors. I will. Um, and, of course, uh, the first to go will be the globalists. You think I'm sizing up my neighbor? I'm going to haul him up by a chain and chop his ass up. I'll do it. My children aren't going hungry. I'll eat your ass. And that's what I want the globalists to know. I'll eat your ass first. So we found out two things about Alex Jones. He is a cannibal. And he's, he's got a little kink to him. He eats ass. Yeah. He is now uh, a millennial uh, posting on social media. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so his- I'll, I'll barbecue your ass flat. <laughs> I will eat you. I will drink your blood. You understand that. I hope he doesn't uh, eat frog's legs because they will turn him, they will turn him gay. <laughs> Uh, you know, and his wife uh, used that rant in like their conti- they're in like the middle of a big fallout that like legal battle, and she's just like, "Hey, here's some audio I'd like to submit to the court so that I may have my children before they eat their neighbors." Which I think how many kids does he have? Three at at the time of this recording. <laughs> we will check in next week. He might have two. He might have four. Who knows? Oh my gosh! Okay, so I'm looking at pictures of him at the like the anti-lockdown rally, oh and uh, there's a sign behind him that someone is holding up, and it says "My body, my choice," and it has a, a mask with a, a circle around it and a line through it. Yep. Uh, I, do you think they the the irony is lost on them? Like them sarcastically taking that? They do not care about hypocrisy. It's okay. Gotcha. It's made clear every time something like this happens. Um, did you see the thing about uh, 
the protesters uh, in the Midwest, uh, one of the ladies holding up the sign uh, in German that said, uh, work will set you free. Yeah, I did oh see that. God. Yeah. Oh, my well, God. What are you going to do? You know, I mean, here's what I would do to avoid being thought of as a Nazi. Do not literally quote Nazis as your half of the argument. And not even just like normal Nazis. That was in a, that was uh, above what uh, Birkenau or Auschwitz. Auschwitz. Yeah. So like that's like concentration camp Nazis. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of them are just following orders. Kina, 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 Kina. Social distancing uh, laws are being enforced in Georgia, right? There's uh, most of them. Uh, uh, public state health state of emergency. Uh, that it just recently was extended to May 13th. <laughs> we'll see, Wh- you know, which governor uh, we'll see. wants to just uh, explode because that guy wants mm-hmm. everything that poor people do for a living to be back open. Yep. So, um, uh, in the state of emergency, um, driver's licenses, like driver's has obviously violate social distancing guidelines, right? You can't have a stranger in another person's car. Uh, so you haven't seen my very wide car. <laughs> what they're doing is uh, temporarily allowing new drivers to get their license without taking a test, uh, which is pretty great. All you got to do is uh, go on the website, uh, sign up. You, you need like a written slip saying you've done all the stuff for your right. uh, your. It's it's not totally without tests. It's the on road like the actual driving test. You still got to take like the written test. You know you still have right. to be able to show that you have so, like a general working brain. You can't just be like mm-hmm. I would like to drive and they go done stamp motion. Mm-hmm. You still got to take some of the shit. They gotta be like hey you got eyeballs at work and they're like yep. <laughs> uh yeah so. That's great, I guess. Uh, Here's a quote from a woman named Jen Hancock. Uh, I think eliminating a driving test puts people at greater risk. If we have a stay-at-home order, if we have a stay-at-home order, where do these 16-year-olds need to drive? Excellent point, Miss Hancock. Uh, Counterpoint, uh, we would like money, please. So uh, just pay us and we'll give you whatever you want. Money, please. I mean, that's the whole point of how Georgia's running its economy right now. Um, I think that I would be a little nerve wracked if I were a Georgian thinking about like some new 16 year old driver, like, you know, picking his nose while he's driving and and uh, like one hand in his nose, one hand on, on his phone and just being like, it's cool. Man. I, take the, I don't know how to parallel park, <laughs> you know, like, OK, so. When I read this headline, I was like, okay, this is kind of crazy, but I bet it's like, oh, you can temporarily get your license. So it's like you sign up, you get your license, and then when this is all over, you would need to take the test. Right. Uh, I, that's not what is being expressed here. That is, does not seem to be the case. <laughs> I think it's just you get it. Uh, yeah, I figured like, okay, maybe they need to drive somewhere alone in, you know, just it's an emergency. So they should probably have their license just in case. Uh, and then when this is all over, you know, like here's a here's like a six month temporary license. You got to take it. Nope, that doesn't seem to be the case. And apparently in just over an hour, there were 730 teens who got licensed. Great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I feel like they're the the second half of the part. The 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 version of the legislation that we came up with is better. 
Yeah, right? I mean... I just can't... I just, you, hey, guys, you can have that one. I just came up with it. We're just... We're just here for the greater good. You know what I mean? Like, you and I, we're just trying to help the world. Mm-hmm. And Georgia can have this one. Yeah, there you go, Georgia. If they promise uh, to ease back on some of, like, the racism and stuff. Like, we can balance it out. You know what I mean? Like, just stop, <laughs> like, shooting black kids. And, you know, like, just stop, like, tone that stuff down an equal amount. And then we'll let you have this idea. Hey, 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 two funeral home affairs in three weeks. What is it? My birthday? Yes. Oh, my gosh, it, it is. Will, it, will, <laughs> uh, it will have been Brendan's birthday by the time you were listening to this. I'm 26 years old, bitches. The, Guess what? The future. Guess what now? What? I don't know. Guess <laughs> you are joining the Marine Corps. Before you age out. Yes. Congratulations. No, they wouldn't want me. They would want you in the culinary program. Can um, you cook seal? <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, funeral home affairs. There is a funeral home by the name of Andrew T. Cleckley Funeral <laughs> Service in Flatlands uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, and they have recently... Uh, have been banned for life um, from renting U-Hauls because reportedly, allegedly, allegedly, apparently, uh, they were storing dozens of bodies in uh, unrefrigerated U-Haul trucks, which at least get to refrigerated if you're going to do gross stuff like They have this. been using refrigerated hauling trucks. I mean, that's because like New York is just overflowing with victims of coronavirus they have been i mean legitimately and allowably doing that yeah but they're like we got a lot there's because like it's they're so over overflowing with the problems in new york city that they just they have to just uh cremate as fast as they can and just cremate and cremate and cremate and the the funeral homes in new york are just overwhelmed like all of them yeah so they're just like uh put them in this drawer over here put them in this u-haul put them in this thing you here, know, you crazy Brennan, hold this one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they got slapped with the lifetime ban, no longer allowed to use U hauls. Um, yeah, this is all bad. It's crazy. We're like, uh, we have to um, decommission the truck so that they have to be cleaned on a very surface and regular level. And they're like, why don't you do the deep clean? Like, <laughs> okay, we'll do. The, like, okay, fine, we'll do we'll the deep do the clean. Deep clean. Yeah, the, best, they, the the way they, they did the exaggerated wink. Yeah, we'll do the deep. <laughs> the way they phrased it is um is like kind of suspicious. So like uh, the U-Haul trucks used by the funeral homes to hold courses are also being decommissioned so they can be deep cleaned. Logically thinking, they would be re- recommissioned. They don't say that. They use decommissioned because it sounds like okay, they're done. Yeah. Don't worry, you, they're coming back. Don't worry, you won't get one of these in the future when you're moving. Uh, they will be recommissioned. I promise you. Within that. a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not great. This is not great. Um, you chances that you will rent one of these for your special that this will turn out to be one of the ones that had bodies in it. 
Ooh, that's a good point. Well, uh, I'll see if I can find it, and I'll see if I can still record a special this summer. Be like, hey, we'll see. We'll see if we still have a summer. You're like, hey, is this? You got you like stare down the guy, the salesman. You're like, hey, is this one of the ones that had the bodies in it? And they're like, no. I was like, can I? Can I see? Can I see the other ones then? Kina, Kina, Kina. We'll go to Nur Sultan Kazanform to tell you about a Kazakhstani athlete who won the virtual kata championships, the first ever virtual karate tournament. The National Olympic Committee of the Republic of Kazakhstan has announced that athlete Laya Kashkarbayeva won the championships. One more time. Hit it hard and in, 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 uh, confident. Laya Kashkarbayeva. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, close. Fuck you. What are you from there? Are you gonna <laughs> let's see you oh you God damn it, you did do it better. <laughs> I yeah, you know what? In the in in the karate parlance, I yield to you. Uh, thank uh, you. The online championship brought together some one hundred athletes of eighteen national teams aged seventeen and under. Uh judges were able to watch the athletes perform their routines online. Uh Bayeva reached the finals of the championship and defeated a Canadian athlete. I have the name right here. It's Justin Trudeau. Don't tell anyone to win the first <laughs> ever virtual karate tournament. Um, when I first saw this, I had a picture in my mind of this. That is not nearly as cool because I wanted this to be that they have to fight. And that she won the <laughs> online, like virtual fight. But this is basically some like we karate shit. That's what I want. And that is not what happened here. Yeah, so kata for those of you uninitiated, Ooh, like me? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, a kata is like um, it's like a, a it's almost a, like a dance recital. It's forms yeah, it's that you it's have to do. Yeah, it's a routine exactly. Um, it's essentially like every time you get a new belt, you have to do a new kata, and you have to like learn the kata, and that's how you get your belt, among other things. But yeah, so yeah, it's a routine. So it makes sense that it can be done virtually, like over Zoom or whatever, but. The idea of like what you want is would be fun. Yeah, I I mean, look, I'm thinking about like some Karate Kid like sweep the leg shit, and that is not what happened here. And I feel very let down by something I have literally no investment in. So I want a <laughs> complete refund. Uh, did you know that uh, I actually was uh, a Karate champion, and then I actually let one of my belts uh, lapse, and I had to I had to uh, had to do my kata. I had to go back in, uh, and it was a welcome back kata. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, it was really funny um, because uh, the uh, old California governor uh, was uh, – <laughs> hold on. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, they asked Jackie Chan in, in um, Rush Hour yes. – I remember uh, what what sort of uh, routine they're doing, and he says, "Kata." <laughs> God damn it! Get into kata if you want to live. And then afterwards, um, they had a uh, a kindergarten music competition. Yeah. And then she played her ricotta. <laughs> she is the world hot cross bun champion. Also, now it turns out. Oh yeah. yeah, and uh, afterwards she made cannolis. 
She got her ricotta God cheese. God damn it. It's ricotta. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> what? Fucking fake, how, fake Italian. How dare you? Every Utica Italian. It's mo- it's mozzarella. No, it's not. It's mozzarella. No, I'm going to get it's... my money's worth. and I'm pronouncing every vowel. Mozzarella. Yeah. Uh. I will uh. I will virtual karate fight you if you don't pronounce the whole name. I'll take it out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Better leave that in. Kava! Kava! <laughs> who's, your, uh, who's your favorite um, virtual champion amongst American presidents? Uh, Richard Nixon. I would say Jimmy Kava! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Millard Fillmore, actually. <laughs> uh, you always love the ones from New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this is... Uh, congratulations. We, we've talked about uh, virtual... NASCAR. Yep. We've talked about virtual karate. karate. What do you think is going to be next? What do you think is the the sport primed for um, esports takeover? I'm gonna say swimming and diving. Somehow they're gonna figure out they're gonna put you in your like those little like training pools or like just let divers. You know they're just gonna record a diver in like in the, the pool by themselves because who gives a shit. It's not mm-hmm. like you race dive, although that would be amazing. I don't know how they would work that out, but I would probably watch that more than diving. Regular diving. What do you got? Oh man, I don't know. Uh did we wait, did we ever talk about that uh, that uh guy cheating in virtual biking? No. Okay, so I found about this early. So there's there's this um virtual biking game. It's like eye racing that we talk about, but for biking. Yep. And this guy caught was caught cheating because there is a the best bike in the game you can unlock by doing something really hard. Yep. And apparently he bought a um a script that would run the race for him to win the bike. <laughs> so like he ended up winning the like the the league championships by actually biking. Like he did it because he he outperformed the other athlete. But he cheated to get the the in-game bike that he did it on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which is crazy because it's like he could have just done it. Like, people get that bike. It's hard, but people get it. But he cheated. Um, Also, uh, in other sports news, I would like to announce that uh, you have officially been dethroned of your world record deadlift. uh, Because um, I just found out that on uh, yesterday, uh, the the mountain, Hafthor Bjornsson set yep. the world record beating you uh breaking your record by 1 kilogram he deadlifted 1104.52 pounds oh my gosh that's so much weight it's going to be how much i weigh at the end of this bullshit if i just sit around and like <laughs> don't walk enough and just and just eat he's i know gonna, he's just going to deadlift me and that's going to be the new record i've been fucking door dashing hoard yeah uh, I have actually not spent a ton of money on that. I actually, I've just like try to hit the grocery store and just buy up a bunch of stuff. Um, there's one local place that I have uh, done curbside pickup from a couple times, um, which when you're one person, you can spend like 30 bucks and eat for like half a week. So that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. But I've been like, I haven't eaten any fast food since like in these like month and a half. Nice. I have not had, uh, I have not had a cup of coffee in like a month. 
Whoa. And I haven't. Yeah, it's real bad. I drink green tea almost every day, but I haven't had any coffee in over a month, and I haven't had any fast food since like, in like a month and a half. And yet I think I still seem to weigh the exact same. So I, I don't know. I'm like eating bricks <laughs> or something. I'm not sure. And you've been walking every day too. Not every day, but like definitely close to every other day. Um, so I'm hoping that like something good will come of this, but uh, I don't see it initially. But it's also just because like, yeah, I am walking, but like you just sit around more, you know? Like, yeah. The other day I was like, you know what? I have to, um, I have to like make sure that I'm hydrating more because I definitely am not like at work. I used to have, you know, the Nalgene bottle and you just drink a bunch of water and just piss all day. Uh, and I, mm. and I don't do that enough at home. So like yesterday I was like, I'm just going to drink a bunch of water. And I was like, oh yeah, this, this is the stuff I got back to like <laughs> hydrating properly and just like pissing clear all day. Um, yeah, baby. but like, but you also have to do that stuff, you know, like, cause you forget. You know, like I forget that like the small things of work of just like how much like little bits of walking you do and moving around you do at work that when you're not working or if you're working at home, like you just don't necessarily do that. You know, like I live in a condo where everything in my whole house is within like 20 feet in one direction or another. So like unless I'm actively trying to do stuff, you got to you know, you got to move around this stuff and you got to drink water and you got to do all that nonsense. You know what I mean? Cause I don't have anyone looking over my shoulder. You know what I mean? Like I have to eat green stuff cause no one's going to like slap my wrist and be like, yo, eat that thing. Right. So I have to like try even harder than I normally do, which is not super hard. You know, like not really working too hard to eat. Like I'm not just jamming salads all the time cause yuck lettuce, but like I'm trying. So you have to do that stuff because especially cause like when you see projections being like, oh, it's going to be a little longer, bro. Like you're going to be doing this thing for a minute. I go, like, yep. oh, boy. you know what I mean? As much as I, I keep, I go like, you know, I could probably go to like Taco Bell and just like spend a whole bunch of money today. <laughs> like, I have to be like, skip, cash that shit. Don't, don't, don't do that. No, I know. I, uh, I've just been put, I've like the thought of going to grocery stores has given me anxiety. So I've just been putting it off, but it's a problem I need to Yeah, I went, um, I've gone three times total since like all this started. I went to my favorite place, Aldi, like very, very early on. Um, and that was fine, but I've gone to another place a couple times and there's just like more people than I had hoped would be there. And like, yeah. you know how they have the uh, things where the arrows going, you know, like you're supposed to alternate the rows, you know, so you're all going in the same direction. So you're not crossing paths. And there's just like mm-hmm. always like several people who are like arrow illiterate or pieces of shit who just will not right. follow the rules. And I have, I know a person who is just like a very boisterous personality. Who's just like saying on Twitter or on like Facebook, they were like, I was just yelling at people in the grocery store to turn the fuck around. And they would like, you batter them into submission. So the other day when I went, I was, I was just driving like right down the middle of the aisle. And these two people were coming towards me and she's like, Oh, sorry. Uh, and she tries to move over to the side and I just go, you're going the wrong way. Oh, damn, Steve. I wanted to because I wanted to just, I read his post saying that where he was like literally like yelling the guy into submission. And I was like, why should I just like put up with the fact that you just won't, will not like do the simplest thing of go the, I'm not saying I want to take away your guts. I'm saying walk in this direction in a lane, in an aisle, in a grocery store. And I I ain't asking you to give up your civil liberties, bro. Right. You know, so like, why shouldn't I be able to say, turn around? Like, if you were just driving in the wrong direction in the city street, they would expect you to turn around and do it the right way. 
Not just be like, exactly. oh, I'm sorry, I didn't notice. I'll just keep driving down the wrong way of the street. Uh. You know? Like, honestly, fuck that. That's, like, super... That's, like, just very selfish. You know? Yeah, 100%. And at least this time, everyone was wearing masks. Like, last time, there was, like, two or three people that just weren't. And I was just like, eh, it's just shitty. Like, that's just, like, kind of lazy. I mean, when we went out and walked the other day, we were you know, more than six feet apart from each of us. And whenever some, whenever we pass someone, like we moved over as opposed to when mm-hmm. I walk and I pass these people who are walking in pairs and they just are across the whole way. And I walk way out of my way and I make faces and be passive aggressive, but it's just like, mm-hmm. it's just like very selfish. I'm not asking for much, man. Like just move over two feet uh, so that I can, you know, walk in the other direction, you know, and then, and then we both don't die, you know? Like, I'm not, I hear not you, a brother. Huge ask. So yeah, so I went to the grocery store and I was like, "All right, like you got your stupid unemployment money. Like, don't just go bananas and just you know buy you know like five hundred dollars worth of of uh, of um of Frito Lay's, which is what I wanted to do very much. <laughs> um, uh, very uh, uh, admirable for practicing restraint. Thank you. Um, what about you? For I mean, this will have happened since by the time people hear this, but what? What are you going to do for your birthday? Like, do you, are you even going to like, are you like having a little virtual hangout? Are people going to come and stand on your, what, how close can I get to you? Can I come and park on the curb outside your house and bring, bring, <laughs> I bring you your birthday present and throw it at you? Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's like, this is the first birthday in like years that I haven't done a birthday show. And that's really disappointing because I really like that. I really like doing you that. You should, you but, should do um, one. No. No, online comedy shows are cringy. I'm not gonna do it. All right. But uh, I say, yeah, I say, I I say we do the thing where, like, you know, like, uh, like teachers are driving through kids' neighborhoods, you know, and, and like honking the horn and waving yeah. at everyone. Where I said, uh, we're all just, I want to just line everyone up like on the curb outside, and you just come, like, you just walk one car to the next. <laughs> How is? <laughs> yeah, I people, guess they are uh, parked outside your place. Is that like, is that parking used? People are. Yeah, people are parking outside. People are walking around. Like now, you see more and more people with masks. But even still, to this day, like people aren't wearing masks, and and people are just like hanging out like normal. It's kind of frustrating. Is it like the college kids not giving a fuck, or is it just people in general just who just don't? No, it's college kids aren't even here. Oh yeah. No, it's 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 uh, which is a you have a pretty progressive town for people just to not believe that shit. When we went out, like I didn't definitely didn't wear my mask like all the time, but when people came at us, like I put them on. Like when we were crossing paths with people, I put it on. But I went mm-hmm. out walking the other day. I didn't basically ne- you know never had it on because you just don't pass people very often. But like you have to have the right. oper- you have to have the option to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? I uh, I've been online shopping for masks like too much. Oh, you're getting a bunch of it's cool ones. Like, like this one's pretty sick. Oh boy! Got my straight, my straight edge mask. Nice. I got one with that N64 logo coming in. Ooh. Like, yeah, I'm trying to refrain from buying so many All masks. Right, buy me one instead of yourself one. Uh, okay, okay, so Brennan's birthday party is going to be a bunch of us parked on the curb, and you're going to go one by one down the row and and uh, and say hi to everyone and get birthday wishes and birthday presents. Perfect. Sounds great. What is that? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. Fuck yeah. Fifty six years old. I can't believe you made. <laughs> well, that's it's funny that you say that because uh, I always remember exactly how old my mom is because she's almost exact. Her birthday is April fifteenth, and she was thirty when she had me. So it's like we're always thirty years apart. Nice. My except for like uh, for uh, half a month. Yep. When you catch up to her, right? Yeah, exactly. Her. Yeah. Um, me and my dad are 
diametrically opposed on the calendar. I am January 13th. He is July 13th, six months apart to the day. Oh, wow. Hey, what do you think the worst birthday? The worst birthday? September 11th. Oh, dude. I'm sure I've told this story, right? I don't know. Okay, so I have a, a, like a lifelong friend. And her birthday is September 11th. Uh, on 2001, she was turning five, uh, six years old. Uh, and she came home and her mother was crying oh. and she didn't understand. She didn't understand why, but her father at the time worked at the Pentagon <laughs> too. So like she didn't know her, her mother was crying cause she didn't know she hadn't heard from him yet. And, and she just came home and she's like, why are you crying? It's my birthday. Uh, like, yikes. Yeah. That is brutal. Um, Dan is September 19th. Uh, and we had, uh, in 2001, my brother was turning 21 and Mm -hmm. we, which is, you know, that's a good one. Um, and I had in advance, um, tool was touring that year. They had not announced, um, East coast dates, but they had announced, um, like Midwest close to us. So, uh, the weekend that Dan turned 21, which was the, I want to say the 20th or something because two it was tuesday september 11th right so 18 so it was like the 21st or 22nd or something like that actually it was in between i think maybe it was right before dan turned 21 who gives a shit it was like they they were playing in cleveland like a week after september 11th and so i booked the tickets a ways in advance we had this trip all planned and then we still went like what can you do you know like you still go things were still ha- like the world was still happening i mean it wasn't like there was like a plane hitting the the uh, buildings like once a day till till forever that was you know that happened on a right. day and then you know we process so we went out it was me and dan and one other person we drove out and we get to cleveland and it's like hardly anyone there it's like uh you know i am legend in the streets and mm-hmm. we go out and Dan turn Dan's birthday, I think was like, it was like on the weekend. Like he turns like while we're out and there's just like people out partying, you know, people were at the bars and such. And like, we got there a little bit, literally like, like an hour before Dan turns 21, you know, and you just have to be like, look, bouncer, like, don't, you know, like, yeah, come on. Help yeah. us out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And is Dan a hot girl? No. Did we still get in? <laughs> yes. And they put, um, like, they had, like, the... Dan's got hot, uh, Dan's got uh, hot girl charisma. Uh, he was also uh, 21, so he was a smaller dude back then. Uh, he was still in fighting trim. He was still, like, in college age. Like, he Dan had been wrestling, like, up to, like, a, two years before that. Um, so right. they put, like, those, you know, like, those garbage zip tie things? Those were, like... Uh, no. Uh, really? This is like a zip tie? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, but they put it on your wrist as like to get into the bar, right? Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. So we go into the first one and, you know, whatever. It's like, man, we just want to go to a couple different places. And we leave and I like go to take it off. And instead of like, you know, levering it and pulling like the extra part, you know, the the little tab where you just kind of pull it uh, and it like breaks it in the proper place. I like zipped it tighter to my wrist because I'm, dr- oh, I'm drunk. Oh, no. And we walk out and I'm like, oh, fuck, I just did that. And I see a police like a sport utility sitting out in front, um, parked at the curb, uh, point, uh, point going left to right. Like, so the front is, you know, the, the passenger side is facing me. Right. And I just walk up to the curb and I'm like, Hey, 
do you, you help me with this? And I was like, hold up my wrist. Like that's probably turning purple. And, uh, and it was a female officer in the, in the passenger seat. And she's like, Whoa, that's not good. And I was like, yeah, do you have like a knife or something? So I can cut this off me. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, can you cut this off me? And she's like, how about you cut it off yourself? Because that will be better. And she hands me her knife. It's <laughs> the second time a police officer has ever handed me their weapon on, oh, on boy. Um, and I cut it off. And for like one stupid second, I was just like, I could probably get off, get away with this thing. I could probably make a run. Oh my God. But that's what I think of when I'm drunk. You know, I was just like, I got, I could yeah, probably yeah. make a run for, for it with this. Like they're in the car. Like they can't chase me into like, they, they can't, I'm not going to like run down the road for them to have like a police chase with me. I'm just going to run the other direction. But that was like stupid. And like a one second thought, but for a second it was really funny. But then I, but I was just like hilarious that I was just like, Hey, you got a weapon. Give me your weapon. <laughs> so I almost lost my hand that night and then we went to the show and it was packed and it was awesome uh, but it was really weird and eerie and like someone tried to like the crowd started a, like a USA chant and uh, Maynard was like please tonight is not the night for this we're here for art not for you know like patriotism or whatever you call mm-hmm. this so it was kind of wild that he just kind of like tamped that shit down uh, and that was fucking weird September 11th 2001 party <laughs> uh, I would think too, maybe like 420 is probably a bad birthday because like that's like Hitler's birthday too, but also just like everyone's partying, but not for you. Right. Like, yeah, 420, I love it. And you're like, is it because of me? And they're like, no. <laughs> what about you? My cousin's is uh, uh, um, December 26th. Oh, I am a January baby. So I understand like the play of the uh, try to get away with just giving you presence for both things at once yeah. like eesh. that's a brutal one though you're like mom yep. i know what i did i'm sorry for what i did around christmas that year and they always be reminded of how where you were stuck instead of like hanging out with the fam you know around mm-hmm. the house like making it happen unless it just like mm-hmm. happened very spontaneously and they were like we got to do our christmas celebration <laughs> well it's kind of crazy too because so christmas eve we go over there and that's when uh the two families exchange mm-hmm. gifts then Christmas Day, usually later, we go over there and play games. And then the day after Christmas, we got to go over there for his birthday. So it's like three days of just like exhaustive. It's just family. like nonstop Kyle. Like, okay, we yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you get the whole weekend. Yep. But also you're like, when you're a kid, you're like home from school. You don't even get like to be in school having birthday, you know, like you're on Christmas break. You just like eat stuff. Yeah. You're just like, oh, nobody's around. And the weather's probably crappy. It's just like a great experience, you know? Yeah, totally. <sighs> but all right. That's all the time we have. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week. I promise. Uh, On time. Uh. My name is Brendan McGurk. Steve Jones. Remember, nothing matters. Uh, we're all, we all die, but not from Corona. And uh, murder hornets are a fucking cunt. Oof. <laughs>